0: Hello and welcome to this week's Cosmic Creating Show. My name is Jan Shaw. I'm the Success Alchemist. You can find me at thesuccessalchemist.net, thewebalchemist.net, empoweredmanifestation.com, on Facebook and YouTube, Jan Shaw, the Success Alchemist, on Twitter at Coach Jan Shaw, on Telegram, US UK Patriot, and on Truth Social, Success Alchemist. Today is the 19th of November, 2022, and I actually can't believe how much I have to report on this week, and um, I'm just hoping I can fit everything in because it has been one amazing week in terms of news. Um, The title of the show today is, and it's a long one, Trump Announces 2024 Run, Fifth Generation Warfare. DOJ goes after Trump. Lawsuit filed to remove illegitimate president. Republican House announces Biden investigation, summons Mayorkas for border investigation. Carrie Lake refuses to concede. And if I have time, uh, why Trump supported the vaccines? So I'm going to start with just picking out the key points from Trump's announcement, which I think was Tuesday. um, I took some notes of what he was saying during his speech uh, before and after he actually made the announcement. And then um, I was sent uh, a, a video of a decode of his announcement. And I must say, I only... Listen to part of it or watch part of it because some of it was just not starting to, it was, was starting to not feel right, and you know, it, that was a bit of a red flag. So, let's just go through Trump's speech. Um, he actually implied that China interfered in the 2020 election which is interesting uh, because, of course, he did sign executive orders relating to foreign interference in elections. Um, what, but he also said something very strange. Why did he say, I've gone decades without a war, the first president to do it for that long a period? Now, I don't know if anybody has a clue as to why he should say for decades, because he was obviously only in power for four years. Um, China, Russia, Iran, North Korea were in check, uh, which is an interesting reference to chess. And we know he's been playing 5D chess. Um, there's been a catalogue of weakness since Biden. And then he declared his candidacy for president. Um, one of the things I was wondering was why do the flags have the gold fringes because obviously that 's a sign of maritime law, not um, and more like the the u s corporation rather than the u s republic uh, in two years. Biden has destroyed the economy. We will build the greatest economy ever. we will do it quicker and bigger, better, stronger than anyone could ever imagine the benefit of the pause is that we've seen how bad they've done. So we'll be able to do it properly and easily because everyone will have seen what a bad job has been done in this two-year period, and it will be a four-year period. And I think what it means is by the time 2024 comes around, Biden will have been in for four years. And it very much underscores this strategy of... Um, Letting people see how bad it is. You know, Q often said, um, you can't just tell people they have to see it. You have to show them. So um, definitely a confirmation of that. Um, Every policy will put America first. No men allowed in women's sports. Peace through strength. He mentioned the weaponization of the FBI, the CIA and the DOJ. He would clean out the festering rot of Washington, D.C. We will dismantle the deep state and restore government by the people. To further drain the swamp, he will push a constitutional amendment to impose term limits on members of Congress. A permanent ban on taxpayer funding of campaigns, lifetime ban on lobbying by former members of Congress and cabinet members, a ban on members of Congress trading stocks using inside information. Sure, that was a reference to Nancy Pelosi. We will do whatever we need to bring back confidence and trust in our elections. He will immediately demand voter ID, same day voting, and only paper ballots, all votes counted by election night. Um, He considers that to be his personal job. Uh, There'll be a national greatness agenda anyone who takes on this rigged and corrupt system will be faced with a storm that only a few could understand. Eric Trump got more subpoenas than anyone. And then he went on to list all the opposition, FBI, CIA, Deep State, DOJ, Big Tech and so on. We will be attacked, slandered, persecuted, but we will not be intimidated. We will persevere, We will stand tall in the storm. We will march forward into the torrent and in the end we will win. And it's interesting that he mentioned the storm several times. Of course, you know, we're waiting for that uh, announcement, my fellow Americans, the storm is upon us. Um, He said, we will plant our American flag very soon on the surface of Mars. We need everyone's help and we need every patriot on board. This is a quest to save our country. And he ended by saying America's golden age is just ahead and together we will make America. And he reeled off the usual powerful, wealthy, strong, proud, safe, glorious and great again um there was one controversial thing that he said that not everybody agreed with which was saying and he'd said this before that um drug dealers should get the death penalty and you know some people say well yes because he was really referring to the to the cartels who are bring all this fentanyl across the border and the number of deaths from fentanyl are just horrific um so I think he was more, you know, t- targeting these serious drug dealers, not just the little men on the street kind of thing. So, um, you know, we we also there's another um, decode that I did, or at least I watched a video which was the one talking about why Trump had to uh, support the vaccine and promote the vaccine. If I have time, I'll go into that. Um, And it was Cliff High that said, you can't take anything Trump says at face value. So you know, we have to be mindful of that. So I'm going to do a short piece of this decode video. Which was related to uh, Trump's announcement about running. Um, One of, uh, and these are just the key points. Pelosi has gone to another country. That implies she's in Gitmo. Uh, Nancy is fired, and this is relating to Nancy stepping down from the uh, Speaker of the House. Now that the Republicans have gained control or regained control, uh, Nancy fired, which implies firing squad. Joe received his shot again, implying firing squad. Attempt to start World War Three, blaming the missile attack that killed two Polish people on Russia. Poland is a NATO country, so it would invoke Article 5. When one country gets attacked, the collective gets attacked, i.e. all NATO countries. Therefore, it leads to retaliation. Turns out it was a Ukrainian missile. And, you know, it was... This is me now. Um, Of course, people were saying that it was an attempt by Zelensky to blame Russia so that they could start World War Three. Well, many people have pointed out, if you look at the geography, um, there's no way that um, Russia would send a missile to Poland. And also, um, even though it's claimed that this Ukrainian missile was an accident, it was sent in the completely opposite direction to Russia in order to hit Poland. So, you know, more um, PSYOP here, I think. Okay. War games are necessary. Prelude to worldwide EBS, the emergency broadcast system, needs to be a scare event. He then claimed that Trump would be the speaker. And this is the point at which I really started to think that this is not good stuff. Um, So that he can impeach Biden and Harris. Well, we've had this theory before. And, you know, I thought, well, it's one possibility. But now that he has declared he's running in 2024, there is no way he could possibly do that because this would be seen as a major conflict of interest and would completely discredit his candidacy if he, if he went after... Uh, Biden and Harris, it would just be seen as political, which is exactly what we've accused the Democrats of doing, weaponizing the law, the DOJ, the, you know, all those associated organisations. So at that point, I thought, no, I've had enough of this. So that was the point at which I decided to move on. I'm now going to cover an article by Forbidden Knowledge TV. I've often shared their articles before. And what's good about this is it's really summarising everything that's happened in the last week or so, which means that if I don't get time to go into more detail on this, at least we'll have got the kind of umbrella view, the helicopter view of what's been happening. And it's titled Fifth Generation Warfare. And it goes into a list of um, a bullet pointed list of all these things that have been happening. So um, the first one is House Republican leader Kevin McCarthy used FTX laundered stolen taxpayer Ukrainian aid money to defeat conservatives in 2022, destroying the so-called red wave. Now, if you're not familiar with it, this this is. Relating Related to the de- declaration of bankruptcy by this FTX uh, crypto exchange. And it seems that the money that has been sent to Ukraine, the billions of dollars, the Ukrainian government invested in this FTX exchange and then the um, CEO of FTX, then donated to mainly Democrat candidates in the midterms and in previous um, elections, it appears, but also to certain rhinos. So, you know, we've said for ages that this was a money laundering operation because Ukraine is so corrupt. And of course, the Bidens have so much... um, history in Ukraine, that it was probably a payoff as well to keep them quiet. So that's what that first bullet point is about. The Republican House Oversight Committee is launching an investigation into Joe Biden's dealings with his son Hunter to determine whether the president is a national security threat. The G20 unanimously supports a global vaccine passport. And the largest peaceful protests in world history are happening in Brazil as the people resist the election theft and the globalist communist takeover of their country. The New York Times, in partnership with the World Economic Forum, was supposed to be hosting a live event next week with FTX founder Sam Bankman-Fried, Ukrainian president Vladimir Zelensky. Meta CEO Mark Zuckerberg and U.S. Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen. But it looks like that's not going to happen now that FTX has filed for bankruptcy and Bankman Freed is facing extradition from the Bahamas to the U.S. FTX's new CEO and liquidator, John Ray III, who also oversaw the unwinding and liquidation of Enron, admits that never in my career have I seen such a complete failure of corporate controls and such a complete absence of trustworthy financial information as occurred here. The class action lawsuit against FTX Sam Bankman-Fried alleges that FTX maintained no bank records, no list of employees, had no employee contracts, zero security, and they literally approved expenses using emojis. On Friday morning, the National File posted a Twitter thread stating that House Republican leader Kevin McCarthy used FDX laundered stolen taxpayer Ukrainian aid money to defeat conservatives in 2022, destroying the so-called red wave. Top McCarthy political and fundraising insiders, Jeff Miller and Brian Walsh, are both closely linked to the failed red wave. The Washington Post reported back in September that McCarthy's plan of defeating conservatives was going to deliver him, quote, a more functioning GOP caucus, end quote. McCarthy systematically targeted his opponents like North Carolina's Madison Cawthorn, and he spent millions in his secretive effort to systematically weed out GOP candidates who could cause him trouble as House Speaker. These candidates included recent candidates in New York, Florida, Washington State, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Virginia, Texas, California and North Carolina. GOP leaders, rhinos, say that they're enforcing unity within his sometimes fractious Republican caucus. But is that really what this is? Many conservatives have questions about whether Kevin is creating unity or merely killing off his political opposition inside the GOP. The Freedom Caucus has asked for a set of rule changes. Those include, one, return to regular order, Two, reinstitute motion to vacate the chair, which allows one House member to try to remove the speaker. It has been around forever. Nancy Pelosi recently dispensed with it. An explanation of the motion to vacate the chair can be found at the bottom of page three in the Freedom Caucus memo entitled Restoring the People's Voice in Congress. But McCarthy and his allies seem intent on keeping Nancy Pelosi's House rules in place so as to cement their iron grip on the House GOP conference and stifle any and all dissent within the ranks. As it happens, one of Kevin's biggest donors was financed by FTX, a massive money laundering operation that is being studiously ignored by the dinosaur media. And he also just happened to give up as many as three or four dozen house seats that everybody and their dog believed were going to flip red. The National File thread continues about how the dark money network of PACs that McCarthy used to launder donor cash, including the FTX money, includes the Congressional Leadership Fund, led by Dan Conston, American Patriots PAC, WFW Action Fund, Conservatives for a Stronger America, 1854 Fund and the Common Sense Leadership Fund, Fix Congress Now PAC, Unite America PAC, America Liberty Action PAC, American Prosperity Alliance, which doesn't disclose donors, results for North Carolina and the National Realtors PAC. Annie Dickerson is also tied into McCarthy's political and fundraising operation, which is tied to FTX, Dirty Democrat, money laundering operation used to defeat conservatives. Dickerson founded Women for Women Action Fund, which spent heavily to defeat Joe Kent in Washington state. FTX and Ryan Salami joined an elite circle of Democrat donning globalist financial titans, in their effort to defeat Conservatives in 2022. A few of the globalist financial titans who joined FTX in donating to McCarthy to defeat Conservatives include Charles R. Schwab, Elliott Management's Paul Singer and Citadel's Kenneth C. Griffin, all of whom are billionaire donors to CLF and WFW Action Fund. Many lawmakers from both parties are now jumping forward to return the money they got from FTX, as that money is clearly seen as tainted. It remains to be seen whether CLF plans to return its stolen crypto cash. Sources tell National File the lawsuits are brewing, but of course you won't hear too much about this abysmal scandal on the mainstream media. Sam Bankman-Fried and his FTX cronies gave $300,000 to nine members of the House Committee now investigating FTX's collapse. Five members serve on House Financial Services Committee's Digital Assets Task Force. Meanwhile, at the Homeland Security Committee hearings yesterday, Senator Hawley skewered DHS Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas over his policies of allowing human trafficking to flourish to unprecedented levels at the southern border and of throwing around the full weight of the U.S. federal government to police the speech of everyday Americans. Hawley cited specific emails published by The Intercept which show that his department has been turned into a censorship machine, forcing social media to censor critics of the Biden administration. It's theatre, but it's cathartic theatre, which is the best kind of theatre, and if it leads to the impeachment of Secretary Mayorkas, who is clearly an enemy agent and who is not working on behalf of the American people, so much the better. Also yesterday, Representative James Comer announced that the Republican House Oversight Committee is launching an investigation into Joe Biden's dealings with his son Hunter to determine whether the president is compromised or swayed by foreign dollars. Whistleblowers like Tony Bobulinski describe President Biden as the chairman of the board for these businesses. So President Biden is being investigated by the House for things like human trafficking and the mainstream media isn't talking about it. Meanwhile, The Washington Post has published a piece post midterm elections that once again clears former President Donald Trump's name and reputation as to whether he was conducting nefarious business activities with classified documents, the presumption of which formed the basis of the FBI's unprecedented raid on his Mar-a-Lago home in early August. But Attorney General Merrick Garland ignored this Friday when he appointed Jack Smith a special counsel to investigate whether criminal charges should be filed against Trump. Many believe that this will culminate in Trump's arrest. I'm being told by my own source that this is because the Biden regime wants control of the nuclear football, which they've never had. That's interesting because, of course, at the time of the election, you know, we heard that Trump still held the nuclear football. And possibly that's why they went after him in the Mar-a-Lago raid, claiming that he had, you know, nuclear information. So definitely desperate here. Harry the Greek at newsothersmiss.com reports that connect CEO Eugene Yu missed his court appearance Thursday at the Los Angeles County Courthouse. Connect Inc. is a software company based in China specialising in election systems. Over a thousand boards of elections use Connect software, including the Pentagon. Yesterday's court hearing in the Eugene Yu criminal case revealed the prosecution still has the Connect CEO's passport, as well as an encrypted device that contains 350 terabytes of encrypted data. Harry asks, is you back in China with his wife, Donna Wang of Michigan State University? Yu's charges of embezzling $2,640,000 from Los Angeles and a conspiracy were withdrawn on November 9th. However, prosecutors will file new charges next year to include fugitive from justice. Yu was arrested in Lansing, Michigan's state capital, at their airport. He was attempting to flee the country, said the judge. In the meantime, the investigation continues. It includes unnamed private sector forensic cyber experts. According to the L.A. prosecutor Eric Neff, Connick has thousands of contracts in the U.S. Its servers store, send and receive election data to China from many states. Conec has contracts with the Pentagon to handle overseas military ballots too. The verbal sparring between Luke Spizak, the LA prosecutor, and the defence attorney spilled into the hallways, as was witnessed by George Webb and his citizen news team of five persons who were at the hearing. In the meantime, L.A. County's investigation continues and includes unnamed private sector forensic cyber experts. The defence wants you's encrypted device back. Spizak says no way. Tuesday's hearing will determine who gets to keep the device. Harry says 350 terabytes is enough to store data of every registered voter in the country. Plus plenty to spare for the rest of the world, including the 56 countries where the UN's Carter Center has been rigging elections with China, including the states of Alaska, Arizona, Georgia, Michigan, Nevada, New Mexico, Pennsylvania and Wisconsin. Harry reminds us that the Michigan State Police and Ingham County Sheriff Department in Mason, Michigan, have no record of Yu's arrest on October 4th and release in October 6th. No driver's license, no voting record, no driving violations or parking tickets, even though you has lived in Michigan for 25 years. Harry says it is as if he is being protected by the FBI and Justice Department. Neither agency has an effort to prosecute Yu and his voting machine software company, Connect. Yu's mugshot from Ingham County, Michigan, was taken on October 5th. On October 6th, it was deleted from the Internet for good. On whose authority? LA County's Connect data ended up in China, according to George Gascon, Los Angeles' elected district attorney. Yu was supposed to pick up his passport at 8.30 a.m. last Thursday, but he didn't show up and the prosecutor still has it. Where is Eugene Yu? Harry says Yu's wife, Donna Wang, MD, vacated her office at Michigan State University, where she was the director of nanomedicine and molecular intervention without notice after 25 years at the university. Her office phone is disconnected. Where has Dr. Wang disappeared to? How can you leave the country without a passport? Who let them escape? Yu's next court hearing is next Tuesday. Harry asks, will he appear then to pick up his passport? Or will his double show up instead, wearing a mask like Joe Biden's fake stand-in? Meanwhile, Kanakoa the Great has posted another bombshell report on his substack with his findings that Eugene Yu was an officer on the Finance Committee of the American Zoo Kazan Education Foundation, which awarded Dr. Charles Lieber an all-expenses-paid trip to Zhejiang University in 2002. Charles Lieber is the American pioneer in nanoscience and nanotechnology and the convicted felon who is the chair of the Department of Chemistry and Chemical Biology at Harvard University, who failed to disclose his role as a strategic scientist at Wuhan University of Technology and his participation in the Thousand Talents Plan, which is one of more than 200 similar initiatives in China uses as part of its overseas program to acquire foreign technology and intellectual property. Don't forget, Eugene Yu's wife was a 25-year professor at Michigan State as the chair of the Department of Nanomedicine and Molecular Intervention. So this looks like aspiring and the tip of a whole other iceberg in the globalist fifth-generational war on Western civilization via exfiltration of US intellectual property, forced death shots to weaken the populace and election fraud to steal the government's. According to the DOJ, the Wuhan University of Technology paid Lieber $50,000 a month, living expenses of up to 158000 at a time, and awarded him more than $1.5 million to establish a research lab at WUT, that's Wuhan University of Technology. Charles Lieber developed nanowires, nanoscaffolding and nanoelectronic devices for cell and tissue electrophysiology that are rumoured to have been used in the COVID death shot, which is difficult to verify because the death shot manufacturers refuse to disclose the contents of the vax. And speaking of the death shot, the G20 unanimously supports a global vaccine passport, which means mandatory death shots if you ever want to leave your house again. The enemies of humanity, the World Economic Forum and their minions, have been meeting over the past week at the G20 summit in Indonesia, where they crescendoed in unanimous agreement to impose a global vaccine passport. These people are stupid. There are many, many more of us than there are of these parasites. All I can say is that I hope these guys are all fully triple vaxxed and boosted and that they stay up to date on all their latest jabs and get all the extra bonus job jabs they could ever need. The Brazilian people are showing the world how it's done after Brazil's socialist Supreme Court is following the lead of Trudeau's evil Chinese regime. Whereas the Trudeau regime blocked the funds of low-salaried workers who supported the truckers, Brazil's Communist Supreme Court is blocking the funds of 42 agricultural entrepreneurs in the frontier state of Mato Grosso, suspected of supporting the truckers' protests. Regardless, millions of protesters throughout the vast nation are standing strong. The Gateway Pundit reports that the party of President Jair Bolsonaro presented its report and announced it will apply to have the election annulled since the results could not be validated. Globalist toady Alexandra de Mores, who enabled convicted communist embezzler Lula da Silva to run for president, wants to depose Minister of Defence General Paulo Sergio Nogueira. After the Ministry of Defence filed its report with the Supreme Electoral Court on October 30th stating of the election that it is not possible to say the electronic voting system is free from the influence of malware that could affect its outcome. Instead of investigating the allegations, the Supreme Court charged that the report endangered the physical safety of citizens who were involuntarily encouraged to protest as if the more than 3 million Brazilians who turned out on Republic Day, November 15, to protest the steal, didn't know what they were doing. The truckers are on strike again and they're blocking the highways. Contrary to globalist propaganda, the indigenous peoples of Brazil are largely supporting Bolsonaro because they know that the globalists seek to annul their rights to their land and that the globalists actually want to blot out all of the world's indigenous people – and to blot out any legal system that is outside the globalist new world order. As some of you may know, I am half Brazilian, and I could tell you that this man is saying that these tribes from all over the country have gathered at the capital because they stand with the Brazilian patriots and they don't want communism. And that was by Alexandra Bruce. So that's really um, put into one um, one article most of what's been going on in the last week or two. So, um, yeah, there's a lot going on. So in terms of uh, Trump's announcement of his run, um, MAGA World responds to Trump's 2024 run. Our country needs him now more than ever. And uh, this is from Epoch Times. Representative Troy Nails, NEHLS, Republican Texas, was among a crowd of hundreds who broke into cheers as former President Donald Trump formally launched his third bid for the presidency at Mar-a-Lago on November 18th. He came back to Washington the next day feeling upbeat, describing the event as absolutely fantastic His message was right on target, the congressman told the Epoch Times in a phone interview after stepping off the plane. So I'm not going to read the whole of that. I actually want to move on and cover another decode stroke um, intel piece. And this is by Q News Patriot again, um, otherwise known as SG Anon. I do like this guy, as I've said before, very calm and measured in his reporting. And this was file 26. And the title is U.S. Marine Corps apprehending traitors, U.S. National Guard deployed and Trump speech misdirection. So I picked out the key points here. Um, that he raised in this fairly long video. Um, So, And this was on the 17th. So a couple of days ago, he put this out. Um, Regarding Trump's announcement, he said, I'm here to announce my candidacy for POTUS, President of the United States. But he didn't actually mention 2024. And one of the things that he remarked on This is uh, SG Anon. Is that there were 19 flags behind the stage? So the question is was this referencing that he would be the 19th president of the republic, not the 47th president of a United States corporation? Interesting. Uh, Q called the election vote split for governor in Arizona in one of his posts, um, 53 to 47, which was how it stood for um, Katie Hobbs versus Carrie Lake. And also on the 13th of November, those same numbers were put on Fox 10 days before the election as a so-called test, which is interesting. Arizona is the ancestral home of Q and the intelligence operation that became Q. Arizona is also symbolically represented by the alpha characters A and Z beginning to end. Trump's filing for 2024 has him as president of the United States and the email used is trump at redcurve.com. Bradley Gate is the point of contact and he references Q1847 and Q1378. I haven't got those in front of me at the moment, but you can look them up. He then moves on to other topics, the midterms, a test of public sentiment related to public military takeover, what it looks like, how long it will take to implement. Not his concern, but he believes it is coming. Um, He then... References a Q drop three five three three, which relates to the Arizona midterms. Abbott declared border illegal immigration and is deploying all assets to defend the border. If Carrie Lake is declared winner of the governor race and declares an invasion, the military will have to act. There, are need, there is a need for miss and disinformation in times of war. U.S. National Guard is conducting operations around the world. More than 14 separate militaries represented yesterday on eleven sixteen in the airspace above the USA and suggests we check flight radar for ourselves to research it. Training exercises would be announced. Nothing has been announced to explain the military activity. Inter-organisational activity must have a purpose, complex coordinated military operation. USA has been placed into temporary provisional control of the US military as the structure of government in the US is purged, brought down and restructured again. We are well through that process in ways we might not appreciate yet. U.S. National Guard has no reason to be conducting exercises around the world. National Guard is a reserve component brought out when needed. Trump, for the first time in history, activated all 50 states National Guards and put them under federal active duty control of the Pentagon and gave them marching orders. Until the orders are rescinded and terminated, the planes will continue to be trackable in the United States and around the world as they cleanse deep state strongholds, rescue children, apprehend traitors, administer justice, etc. Dan Scavino, uh, quiet 7th of November until the day of Trump's announcement, a video was posted on the 16th on Truth Social. It was 34 seconds long and it was put out at 12.54 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. And that related to Q4521 and relates to Comitatus. Now, um, I haven't got the definition in front of me of that, um, but if you remember, it was Adam Schiff who was trying to change the law around posse comitatus, I think, to prevent the, um, the National Guard or the military from moving against American citizens. I could be wrong about that, but I'll leave you to look that one up yourself. Um, he refers to Trump's speech as the most misdirecting speech. Why? U.S. National Guard is active and serving at the pleasure of the president, conducting domestic operations to end a national emergency. We have crossed into the reformation and reintroduction period of the Constitutional Republic of the USA. Referencing the art of war, appear weak when you are strong. We are getting increasingly more intense confirmation that events that we've all been hoping for, praying for, are going to come to pass. Maybe by misdirection, he means that actually uh, Trump is actually still president. So this um, positioning as running for the 2024 election is, is the misdirection that he's already president. I don't know. Um, History is being made. We are witnessing the collapse of a power structure that has not only controlled and shaped how societies conduct their business and operations every day, but the kind of impressions they can leave on generations in the future. This is a very exciting time. The U.S. Marine Corps has been activated to begin the apprehension of traitors in the U.S. military. Individuals identified as combatants will be detained, interrogated and, if necessary, military justice will be administered to them. That process has begun on the eastern seaboard of the U.S., on the very southwest coast of the U.S., South California area and in other areas. Additionally, Tribunals in the White House and D.C. have been primarily concluded. Individuals given tribunals and not put to death within the White House are being transferred to other locations for either additional interrogation or participation in tribunals of even greater magnitude. Crime. Elections around the world are being stolen in plain sight, but... Not the main crime that has invoked this worldwide alliance. The crime committed around the world at the behest of their masters at the very top was to attempt in 3D kinetic form to introduce and implement a series of events that would result in the total enslavement of all humanity. That is the crime. Individuals are being caught in this web at various levels for various reasons. Money tells the entire story. Individuals have been caught and tried for treason and sedition, but also for far greater crimes. Non-military enemy and combatants are also being hunted down and saved for large-scale military tribunals that will be public to the world. This is not about an election, cost of gas, food, groceries, etc. This plan is to catch the deepest, most disgusting evil that has ever perpetrated itself onto the world and perpetuated its own existence and to snuff it out. We are living a period of history that cannot be ever overstated for its glory. President Trump used the word glory when something is glorious, righteous, sacred, anointed. We are the digital army, destroyers of the narrative of evil. We obliterate the lies and we are essential for dismantling the matrix that has caused so much pain to so many for so long. Do not bend, do not break, do not back down, never give in, never give up and never surrender. We are winning. Tuesday was a necessary step. We press forward knowing what's coming. The world is in good hands, and we must endure this for a little longer. There are symbolically very important dates in the near future: eleven twenty two, twelve seven, twelve ten, twelve twelve, one twenty, three one three four. These people are idiots. These people are doomed. We are in great hands. Misdirection, disinformation and deception are necessary parts of a conflict that will not only serve this generation, but will provide a safe future for our progeny for hundreds and potentially thousands of years to come. Trust the plan. Where we go one, we go all. So I'm going to do a little bit more on the... Uh, Garland moved to appoint a special counsel. And this is a report from the Federalist dot com. Garland moves to transform J6 Inquisition into a permanent prosecution. Trump officially declared his presidential candidacy to reclaim the White House three days before the appointment of a special counsel. And this was reported, um, actually published today Uh, Attorney General Merrick Garland launched a special counsel investigation into former President Donald Trump on Friday, the week before Thanksgiving, to ensure a permanent prosecution of public enemy number one on a third bid for the White House. The special counsel, Garland said, will take over the investigation of Trump's purported mishandling of presidential records and probe whether Trump can be held criminally liable for the events that unfolded on January 6, 2021. The former is a desperate follow-up to the latter after the House Select Committee on January 6th emerged empty-handed from an 18-month investigation. Incidentally, the Washington Post reported after the midterms that the documents that um, Trump was holding that he declassified were just those to satisfy his ego so all this stuff about nuclear codes and all the rest of the bullshit is completely false anyway didn't stop garland from stepping in and and appointing a special counsel. um The article continues, it is in the public interest to to appoint a special prosecutor to independently manage an investigation and prosecution based on recent developments, including Trump's announcement that he is a candidate for president in the next election and the sitting president's stated intention to be a candidate as well, Garland told reporters at an afternoon press conference. Trump officially declared his candidacy to reclaim the Republican Party's presidential nomination this past Tuesday. Just as his administration was handicapped early on by a special counsel investigation probing left-wing conspiracies of Russian collusion, his third presidential campaign has already been hit with the same playbook. The timeline of Garland's announcement three days after Trump's announcement was surely a political calculation. As the Soviet-star January 6th Inquisition began to wind down on Capitol Hill with nothing to show this summer, Garland personally signed off on an unprecedented raid of a former president. Garland sent more than 30 plainclothes FBI agents to search Trump's Florida residence at Mar-a-Lago, over apparent violations of the Presidential Records Act, a rarely prosecuted statute now being weaponized to prosecute political opponents. The entire investigation was set in motion by a disgruntled bureaucrat at the National Archives and Records Administration. The Justice Department alleged that Trump illegally took classified documents with him to Florida after he left the White House last year. All Americans want and deserve is an attorney general who cares about the law. Garland, however, is far from it. Look no further than his refusal to appoint a special prosecutor on Hunter Biden, whose father serving as president presents a legitimate conflict of interest worthy of an independent probe. Garland is a political activist with an axe to grind after his 2016 Supreme Court nomination was thwarted by the man he's now pledged to prosecute to the ends of the earth. And it goes on to say that Garland is pretending his department's politicised investigations are all about public integrity. If only that were true. Now, interestingly, um, Marjorie Taylor Greene and Kevin McCarthy have stated that they won't provide funding for this special counsel. This was on um, the War Room in an interview with Steve Bannon, who, of course, has, has fallen foul of the January 6th committee and their subpoenas. And the Gateway Pundit reports Kareen uh, Jean-Pierre, after Merrick, Merrick Garland appoints special counsel to investigate Trump, Quote, we do not politicise the Department of Justice. I mean, it's just laughable, isn't it? They must think we're stupid. And the Epoch Times reports on another huge piece of hypocrisy from the Biden uh, administration. White House attacks GOP probe into Biden family business dealings, claiming long debunked conspiracy theories when they've been going after Trump for the last six or seven years. It says the White House has pushed back against the newly announced Republican probe into President Joe Biden's alleged involvement in his son Hunter's foreign business dealings, claiming that the investigation is a politically motivated rehashing of long debunked conspiracy theories. Uh, it comes as Representative James Comer and Jim Jordan announced on November 17th that the House Oversight Committee will investigate whether the president was involved in his son's business dealings. Claims that the elder Biden has denied and I would add, despite the fact that all the evidence is on Hunter's laptop, uh, Comer, or Corner, I'm not sure which, it's difficult to tell, who is the incoming chairman of the Oversight Committee, said at a press conference that, contrary to the president's claims, whistleblower evidence shows that he was directly involved in his son Hunter's international business dealings. And he doesn't only mention um, the business issues, he also mentions human trafficking because apparently some of the, um, the financial records are linked to organizations involved in um, human trafficking. He says the Biden's family's business dealings implicate a wide range of criminality from human trafficking to potential violations of the Constitution. He, he said that the alleged crimes include conspiracy to defraud the United States, wire fraud, violation of the Foreign Agents Registration Act, violations of the Foreign Corrupt Practices Action, tax evasion, money laundering and violations of the Trafficking Victims Protection Act. And of course, if you remember, uh, there was also uh, an executive order put together by Trump that was basically saying they would seize all the assets of anyone involved in human trafficking. So things seem to be coming together rather nicely, if you ask me. So another interesting thing that happened, um, it didn't happen this week, but it was drawn to my attention this week, is that a Petition for writ of certiorari was presented to the United States Court of Appeals for the Tenth Circuit. And this is actually a PDF of this actual uh, petition. And it's by Rayland J. Brunson, petitioner, versus Alma S. Adams et al. respondents. And it's actually showing it's stamped as received. On October 24th, and it says the questions presented a serious conflict exists between decisions rendered from this court and lower appeal courts, along with constitutional provisions and statutes in deciding whether or not the trial court has jurisdiction to try the merits of this case. This case uncovers a serious national security breach that is unique and is a first impression. And due to the serious nature of this case, it involves the possible removal of a sitting president and vice president of the United States, along with members of the United States Congress, while deeming them unfit for ever holding office under federal, state, county or local governments found within the United States of America. And at the same time, the trial court also has the authority to be validated by this court to authorise the swearing in of the legal and rightful heirs for president and vice president of the United States. In addition, there are two doctrines that conflict with each other found in this case affecting every court in this country. These doctrines are known as the doctrine of equitable maxim and the doctrine of the object principle of justice. Equitable maxim created by this court, which the lower court used to dismiss this case, sets in direct violation of the object principle of justice, also partially created by this court and supported by other appeal courts and constitutional provisions. These conflicts call for the supervisory power of this court to resolve these conflicts, which is not but should be settled by this court without delay. Parties to the proceeding: Petitioner Raylan J. Brunson is an individual representing himself and is a plaintiff in the trial court. The following three hundred and eighty-eight respondents are a party to this action as defendants in the defendants in the trial court, and it's got this huge long list of all these people that are included in this. Um, we've got. Uh, James Comer, uh, Dan Crenshaw, Charlie Crist, who was running against, uh, DeSantis. Uh, what else have we got? There are quite a lot of names that I'm not familiar with, but it does include, uh, let me see, let's go right to the end because I think we've got some big names at the end here. Um. Yeah, I've got some familiar names here. We've got Ran Paul. We've got um, Mitt Romney. We've got Marco Rubio. Tim Scott. Kirsten Sinema. uh, Elizabeth Warren. Raphael Warnock, who's, of course, in that runoff with uh, with Walker. um, Joseph Robinette Biden Jr. Michael Pence. um, Kamala Harris and... John and Jane Doe, so leaving it open for other defendants. Um, so there you have it. That could be pretty interesting how this plays out. Uh, it is an 18-page document, so I don't have time to go through the whole of it. But um, I will share the link in the description so you can have a look at it yourself and download it. And it is an official filing on the uh, Supreme Court dot um, gov. Now, just a quick update on Arizona. Uh, Katie Hobbs has declared herself the winner of the gubernatorial race, um, but Carrie Lake has said on November 17, she's still fighting in the state governor's race. In her first major update since Democrat Katie Hobbs declared victory, this is Epoch Times again. I wanted to reach out to you to let you know that I'm still in this fight with you, Lake, a former television anchor, said in a video statement. Now, bear in mind that it was 48 percent of the Dominion voting machines, assuming they were Dominion, I'm not 100 percent sure, that malfunctioned on the day of the election. And there was a meeting of the Arizona or the Maricopa Board of Supervisors who completely messed this whole thing up, probably deliberately And there were um, Carrie Lake supporters in there absolutely up in arms about what this board of supervisors have done. So... Carry Lake is not going to go quietly into the night. There was some speculation because she met with Trump that she might be chosen as his running mate in 2024, but she, she is adamant that she wants to be governor and to be governor for two full terms. So in my opinion, there ought to be a redo because it's not just about the counting that is fraudulent. It's the fact that many potential Carrie Lake voters didn't get to vote at all because these um, machines weren't working and and were just rejecting ballots time after time. So I've run out of time to cover the uh, subject of why Trump supported the vaccines. It really is an optics thing. It's also his way of combating the evil agenda of the deep state. So I'll have to cover that in um, in another show. But... Believe me, it is much better than the optics might um, seem. As, uh, As I mentioned, Cliff High, don't take anything that Trump says at face value. So that's all I have time for today. I hope you've enjoyed the show. Exciting times we're in. Hope you'll join me next week for another Cosmic Creating show. And I'd like to thank Nancy Hopkins for producing and Derek Condit for being the sponsor of Cosmic Reality Radio. So visit his uh, website, mysticalwares.com. And if you support him by buying some of the beautiful things that they have in their store, then you'll also be Supporting us. And a quick reminder find me at the successalchemist.net, the webalchemist.net, and empoweredmanifestation.com. So until next time, stay well, be safe, and bye for now. You have been listening to Cosmic Creating with Jan Shaw, updating current reality. A production of CosmicReality.com